Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. And welcome, one and all, to 2022. Yes, somehow we made it through 2021. It seemed a long year, it seemed exciting, it seemed challenging, and we did it. And um, for some of us, um, we've had rather a tricky 2021, and for some of us, we've had a great time. And it doesn't matter what you've had, it's what you do next that matters. So I just thought it'd be interesting to have a muse around the thinking around 2022 for ourselves, because it, ch- it promises to be quite uh, a fascinating year, politically, spiritually, culturally, and in terms of uh, global climate, um, one of those sort of, another one of those pivotal years. So I thought it'd be useful just to talk a little bit about some of the mindset things and some of the basic psychology things that can help us make the most of 2022, if that's okay, and see where it takes us. And so one of the first things that people chat about at this time of the year is they're going to make resolutions for the year. And um, often people spend a lot of time um, sitting down and drawing up a bunch of resolutions. And um, of course, we all know the difference between a resolution and a goal, and that's the plan that goes with it. So resolutions often end up being little more than a dream because actually there's no plan. There's no breakdown of activity that takes you from the beginning to the end. And for me, um, I often find that the process of writing resolutions is part of of more of a sort of goal setting exercise. It's more of a, a bigger picture thing. What's my purpose? Where am I going? Using things like the, the wheel of life to be able to think forward into the future and think, you know, in about 20, 20 years time, 15 years, 10 years, where am I going to be psychologically, career wise, financially, with relationships and such like figuring out those things on the big picture Uh, in order to help me understand what my resolutions and plan might be shorter term. I think, um, I know Bill Gates has been um, attributed as the person to say that people overestimate what can be done a year and underestimate what can be done in 10 years. Um, It could be uh, futurist Roy Amaro has said it, uh, science fiction author Arthur C. Clarke, who who knows, uh, but it's an interesting truism, isn't it, that because we don't have uh, long enough goals which are ambitious enough, actually the resolutions can become quite sort of trite and meaningless, things about losing weight or you know, I'm going to, you know, run run something or do something or plan something or go somewhere. And, and they all become a little bit trivialised and therefore tend not to grit or to grip the imagination. 
So it's all very well to have resolutions, but make sure they have goals attached. And why not be a bit more ambitious about them? Why not actually have them for the full year with a plan attached? Or even as my old um, colleagues on the 100 Days podcast used to say, have something set out for 100 days and make sure that you've got some sort of reward attached to the end of it. So setting goals and resolutions is fine. But um, I was listening to, I think it was Tim Ferriss or Gary Vanacek or one of you know, those shouty people on the internet who were talking about actually forget goals and resolutions and just review the air. Go back over the previous year and figure out the things that you want to stop, start and continue because that might be enough as well. Because the chances are that you're not setting resolutions or goals in isolation from what went before. You're probably thinking this is where I'm going. Um, what can I do a little bit more of? What can I do a little bit more of that's a little bit better? And actually, fundamentally, for people who are more diffused or distracted, what can I stop doing? And I think what tends to happen when we think about ourselves, especially at work, is we take on more and more and more work. We take on more and more projects. We have you know, more social commitments, we have, um, you know, a, a more full life, but we're not obviously often thinking about what we can stop or what we can cut, what we can put behind us. Um, you know, what can we mindfully get rid of in our lives? Maybe there are relationships that have run their course. Maybe there are projects that just should be stopped. Maybe there are incentives or um, initiatives that just haven't paid their way and you just really have to think about ending it. Maybe it's an idea that you've cherished for many years and you've still never really got around to it. Perhaps it's time just to say, let's stop that. And so the idea of the stop, start and continue is a very simple, you know, very simple idea, but it allows you to understand where your goals and where 2022 might fit into the general scheme of things. You know, is something that you're thinking about now being on your plate since 2018 and should actually be stopped or really invested in and given it one final chance. Maybe 2022 can be that fulcrum year where you actually sort out where you're really going. And it doesn't really matter, matter how old you are. You can be any age to do this. It just means that if you're slightly older, you've got um, slightly less of a, um, a runway in front of you to make some of those changes that you need. So sometimes your financial thinking needs to be as smart as your psychological thinking here. And I think thinking of the future is that it's interesting, isn't it? It's so important to, when we're thinking about work. You know, does what we do have purpose? Does it have meaning? Is it getting me where I want to be? And it's interesting as we start to re-examine the future of work because of the way, the way we work because of viruses and working structures and cultures and the, the rebalancing of uh, the labour market. There is an opportunity now to actually start thinking about really what is, what is it I want to do. I know two or three managers actually who now have given up the idea of management and gone back into non-management roles because actually they're earning more, they've got less hassle and they're enjoying themselves a little bit more, doing something that has a tangible outcome. And I think there are people who have become over-promoted in years gone by, and they know it, and they're miserable and unhappy, and they get their kicks really from doing things, producing things, seeing a tangible outcome. And that can be driving a truck through to stacking shelves, through to starting your own business, through to whatever it might want to be. Um, but the point is about actually seeing this year as a potential for again that fulcrum thing you know do I really want this thing I'm doing is am I doing it just because of the money no sometimes doing things just because of the money is absolutely fine I have four criteria for doing what I do which is the money fun intellectual challenge of getting me somewhere and those four criteria allow me to take on different pieces of work and to think differently about my own job 
And it's interesting when I talk to all people in organizations and I say, well, why are you doing what you're doing? Where's it taking you? Well, nowhere really. I'm quite happy with what I'm doing. Okay. Is it giving you a lot of money? Not really. Is it giving you intellectual challenge? Well, not really. Is it fun? Well, not really. Well, don't you even get any fun from the people you work with? Not so much. Well, those are the people who have started to lose that sense of meaning. And the problem with the condition of that we call burnout is we start to lose that sense of a, efficacy, in other words, being effective our job, but also that caring about it, that sort of depersonalization of who we are against what we're doing. And so if you're experiencing those things, it's an opportunity now just to sit back and think of, well, what do I want for this year? And if you don't know what you want, work out what don't you want for this year, because that's just as important. And from the what don't I want, you can figure out the reverse, which is the what do you want. So think about what is the purpose? What is the meaning that you want to have in your life? You know, how important is work to you? How important is what you do against the scheme of things? Bearing in mind that that purpose, that meaning will change during the course of your life. It's often the case that if you're youngish and have young children, for example, that your focus and priorities will be different to being in your third age and being footless and fancy free. It's inevitable, isn't it? That actually it's a good opportunity to sit and think about those things and sit and think about them with a partner or significant other and your families and such like, if that's, if that's relevant or if you want their input. Sometimes, um, and something I'm trying this year is actually just to do a bucket list, actually, just for fun, just to literally generate bunches of ideas around different things, the sort of the things I didn't know I might want to do, um, because we can all get stuck into the sort of fur-lined rut of doing the things that we've always done. And sometimes finding meaning is about having things or going places rather than the experience or the significance or finding the sort of vein of happiness in what we're doing. I remember a colleague of mine once saying to me, do whatever you do, just find the happiness in what you do. And it's something I've suddenly woken up to again and realised that it's not, we don't wait to find happiness, we find it in what we do. And if you're doing something that hits one of those four categories, but you're not happy, then either you've not found the happiness in it or those things are not existing or you're deluding yourself about them. And if you're working just for money, that's fine, but it's just a short term thing. Unless, of course, it's acres of money and you know you're doing it for a specific amount of time. In other words, on purpose in order to be able to do something else afterwards. 2022 is such an important fulcrum year because... We've got the opportunity with the way that the culture is moving in organisations, the way that the British economy and the UK, US economy and various economies are working as they come in and out of COVID and the way that the financial markets are going to be moving. I suspect there's going to be a lot of flux and flux gives change and change creates opportunity and risk. And so it's important to be ahead of the game. And the more you can be thinking about your future, the more you can be getting a grasp of the future, the more you can reduce this idea of anxiety. In other words, the fear of the future. And then, of course, once you've worked out what you, you fancy or don't want to do, you can actually apply the self-discipline or focus um, to achieving it. And here's the problem, isn't it? Lots of people are diffused, distracted or procrastinating. And what they're really doing is they're doing things which give them a greater or more short-term reward. And then you've got to look yourself in the mirror and say, well, actually, do I really just want that short term reward or am I being hooked by the dopamine pleasure um, hormonal response that we get something short term because we're just you know, missing the discipline of the long term thing? 
And uh, as someone who's particularly brilliant at procrastinating and being diffused, some of the simplest ideas around just getting up early, <laughs> going to your desk and getting on doing three hours of work before you do anything else in the morning is being is the simplest route to productivity that you can actually um, ever get to grips with, especially when you're coming to looking at big projects. So I think um, figuring out what it is you're doing, figuring out the root cause of your distraction and the diffusion that you have, and actually sort of getting your finger out and just JFDIing, if you know what I mean, can be really, really positive. If you want to exercise, just go and do it. If you actually want to start, you know, experiencing more trips to the theatre, well, just book them and get on with it. If you want some holidays, book them. Take away decisions. And there's a sort of a theory that actually goals, resolutions, dreams, whatever it might be, are, are rules so that you have to have rules around things. But I want you to maybe to concentrate on this idea of dumping rules the way we should be doing it and just make choices. Decide what you want and then go for it and do it. Choose to do it. If you're distracted, choose to do one thing rather than the other. If you're on a diet and you decide to go and eat some really lovely chocolate, go and choose it, enjoy it, and then next day choose to do something else. Remember that the choices you have are the things that allow you to have the life that you want to make. But rather than seeing yourself as being a victim of circumstance or a victim of your own feelings, remember that actually it's your thoughts that generate the feelings that come after. So make choices, choices at the every single at the beginning of every day. And if you're the sort of person that can't do a little of something, so for example, if you're on a diet, you can have a small amount of chocolate and don't have any, just get rid of it. Then you're not thinking about it anymore. Um, there's an idea that... Um, decision fatigue comes from having too many decisions to make and so it's better just to say I'm going to say no to everything rather than actually keep challenging myself keep tempting myself with a series of smaller decisions to be made so I find that useful you might too um, one of the key things that um, some of my podcast guests always tell me is about having a posse of people around you, a tribe of people around you can give you support. That it's very hard to be um, self-controlled, to have discipline, focus on your own. And especially if you're, for example, trying to give up smoking or you know, go on a diet, it's easier to do right when you're supported with people around you. But those people who are genuinely doing with you for you, not because they're just going to jump up and down and tell you how much better they're doing it for themselves. You know, perhaps 2022 is the chance to get rid of some of those toxic people in your life. It's the chance to say, well, actually, you know, choice wise, do I really want to spend more time with the people who I really don't want to um, be involved with and move to people who aren't? So um, that's worth thinking about. Um, there's a sort of theory in life that uh, willpower is this magical thing that it, it, it's like a muscle that, that it um that it can be used up. But there's also an, a, an increasing view that willpower is, is more about a sense of belief and that if you believe you have more willpower, then you tend to have it. And it's not fascinating. And I'm looking at the science on this and there's an interesting paper that's come out around uh, by Carter, Koffler, Foster and McCulloch, which is a great title. Um, it's around the meta-analytical um, tests about the depletion of effect. In other words, self-control doesn't have a limited resource. So actually, it's it's unlimited. So in other words, it is around having a belief. So this idea of, um, you know, your willpower runs out is irrelevant. What's happening is that you're just, choose, you're just failing to choose. You're failing to choose and to maintain that choice once it's been chosen. And, you know, does temptation come in the way? Well, only if you choose to let it. 
So let's have a think about that. Maybe 2022 is a choice year. It's the year where you choose to be different, where you choose to get something special for yourself, where you choose to deliver more than you would usually think, but you choose to have a plan to put it behind me, behind you. Well, behind both of us, because really it's something I need to be doing for myself. And I'm going to take a lot of my own self-medicine on this. But whatever happens, all I can do is wish you absolutely great health, well-being, great mental health for the year of 2022 and hope you'll keep listening to us and the podcasts that we produce hopefully we are still producing the information and interest in the podcast that um, has value for you and um, i'll be joining you from time to time throughout the course of the year to offer some thoughts and musings as well and thank you very much for staying with us and wishing you good mental health hi everybody i hope you found that episode useful and interesting Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.